Welcome back to another episode of The Bold and Bright-Eyed, a podcast about all things eyes, beauty, and business. As optometrists, business owners, and longtime cosmetic enthusiasts, we are committed to bringing you the clinical truth and share our best-kept secrets along the way. I'm Dr. Jessalyn Quint, and today I'm here with Dr. Keeley Brown to pick her brain about all things related to e-commerce. Thanks for joining me today, Dr. Keeley. Yeah, no problem. This is fun. I'm glad that we decided to talk about e-commerce. It's um, such a big topic in general. And then now with everything going on with the COVID-19 crisis, I think it's going to be something that's going to be bigger than ever. So it's a good it's a good topic to talk about right now. Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of businesses are looking for ways to um, you know, pivot what they've been doing or to get into something new or maybe even just start something totally different. And so, you know, COVID and the coronavirus, this is not a fun time, but I think that there is a lot of opportunity there for things like e-commerce. So um, I agree. I think it's going to be awesome to kind of talk about it. So for those of you that don't know Keely, she is the owner of Kioptique, which is an online accessory boutique. Um, so Keely, tell us, you know, tell everyone a little bit about how you got started in that um, why you started that business and kind of what you're doing currently. Yeah, so I had always wanted an e-commerce business for years now, and I just didn't really know what to sell, how to do it, that sort of thing. And I had some really good friends that have a really successful Etsy business, and so they really helped and inspired me along the way to kind of get started and um, just have this like smaller scale little side hustle. And I wanted something that I could have a extra stream of revenue with. It's almost like a, a hobby, um, a time filler, basically what I can do on my, on my free time. Um, and it's, I was spending too much time on social media, to be honest. I was like, how can I, one, I wanted to like give back and be more productive with my time in general. And how can I monetize my time? So I was like, well, I'll start a little side hustle and see if I can start getting some traffic just through social media and using my time more wisely. And then, um, so just kind of like segued from there and then finding the products was, uh, it just kind of happened organically actually. So I've always been like a fashion enthusiast and loved jewelry. I always have like accessories galore and I have I think that's how we became friends as we recognize each other's jewelry <laughs> collections. Yeah, very true. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I found these pair of really cute eye earrings and I wore them to a couple different optometry events and everyone loved them. So it kind of gave me the idea. I was like, well, if I like this and I kind of recognize there's a, a problem with finding cute eye-related accessories, and I was having that problem, so I'm like, other people are probably having that problem, too. So I just sourced the earrings that I found. I had to, like, dig, dig, dig to find the manufacturer, and then it just kind of was like a rabbit hole from there. Once I kind of found one manufacturer, one cute item, I'd dig again and find other things and source them from all different places. So it happened organically with that. And I was like, let me just see if I can sell these. I started out with like three or four different earrings. And I only had like five um, in each style in my inventory. I started out super small. And I didn't front up like large amounts of money. It all paid for itself. I grew as I had revenue coming in. 
And it worked. It sold. I sold out within like minutes of some of the styles and then days the next. Style, I was like, oh. So then I just doubled my inventory every time I ordered from there. Um, so that process for me for finding inventory happened organically. And then you got to diversify and find more things eventually. But um, that's kind of how I, how I started. I think that's awesome. And I think that, you know, that's a sign of a real entrepreneur you know, real sign of an entrepreneur because you took something that you loved, you had an interest in, and you made it into a way to kind of, you know, make extra income um, and to totally create a business around that. You know, you have your market, um, you have your your niche, and you've really kind of utilized um, e-commerce to to make that, that those business goals happen. So before Kiopti, had you had a lot of e-commerce experience or was this kind of like the first jump into kind of that that realm of things? Yes, no experience whatsoever was my first jump into it. And for the most part, I taught myself all of like the logistics. I do like the friends I spoke about. I did ask them a lot of questions in the beginning of like, what did you do for this for like shipping or um, where do you find your even shipping materials or like little questions like that I asked them about, but for the most part, it was like kind of figuring it out on all of my own, um, and using all the resources on the platform that I picked, which we, we can talk about that later, but it's just a learning curve in the beginning, but it's totally doable. It is time consuming. Anything that you start out up front takes a lot of time, like a lot, a lot of time. But once you get it up and ready to go, it's kind of like seamless and it just flows now. Yeah, that's good. So for maybe, you know, for a lot of people out there, e-commerce might kind of almost sound like a totally foreign language. So right. if you had to kind of explain to somebody who's never done it, like what is e-commerce? Mm-hmm. Like give a description of it um, and maybe even kind of talk about how when you first started, like what platforms that you started looking at um, to kind of make your e-commerce business possible. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. E-commerce, it kind of sounds like a giant elephant and it's kind of foreign. It was definitely foreign to me in the beginning. Um, so first step is kind of researching and finding what platform would work best for you. And it also depends on like what you're going to sell. So like Etsy, you know, is more like handmade crafted items, which is a great platform to use if you're in that kind of um, inventory. Um, I chose Shopify, but there's other ones. You can use WooCommerce, um, even Squarespace, which I have a website hosted on. They have a free e-commerce platform. But I wanted something that I that was scalable, that I could make bigger, and I plan to go bigger with my store eventually. It's just um, using analytics to find which way that will go. But um, I wanted something that I can really grow. And Shopify was that for me. And it's not too expensive. I picked it because um, they have really good tutorials. They're, they had really good ratings. Like, I needed like something I could teach myself with, right? And then their help desk um, customer service portal is really good and quick and fast. Um, they have like meetups that you can do. They have a really good app. So like I run everything from my phone and I can print my shipping labels from my phone. I do it all just right there. I can watch my entire store um, like on my phone, which is really cool. That is cool. Like, yeah, multiple reasons. Um, I think it's like 30-ish dollars a month. It's not too expensive. I went ahead and paid like for the full year and I got a little discount, I believe. 
um, when I did it last year. But I, I don't know. I really, I really liked it. I haven't had any problems with yeah. Shopify, and it's a huge, huge platform. Like tons and tons of companies use it. And now that I kind of know what their websites look like when I'm shopping online, I can see like, oh yeah, you use Shopify too. <laughs> and, uh, so I've been able to like even reach out to other people that I noticed use Shopify and kind of um, compare notes and ask questions and see like, Hey, or how are you doing this? Or how are you handling, you know, different things or there's different apps you can use with Shopify. There's different pop-up boxes and stuff. I'm like, does this work for you? So a lot of it is sharing and talking to other people too. That's a big aspect of it. And that's why I wanted to do this too. I want to help other people. Um, know that they can open an e-commerce business and it shouldn't be that something that's really difficult to understand or scary to start out with you just take it one bite at a time and and work on it and you can make it happen I think that's really reassuring you know before we had started started it as I'd only really use Shopify as being like a consumer right and you know I agree that a lot of these platforms some are easier to use than others from a consumer standpoint but I am a business owner. You know, I own um, an optometry practice with a couple of different locations, and I'm looking for ways to kind of diversify within my current business. How, you know, how can we change what we're doing to still meet the needs of patients and still take care of them? And then, of course, you know, like have our our practice and our business survive. And so I think that for you know specifically optometry, but a lot of other industries e-commerce is like now a really cool way to do that. And I think it's re it's comforting to me to know that like, you don't have to, um, you know, Keely, you're obviously very smart and like very well versed on social media and marketing and branding, and you're very experienced with e-commerce. Um, but to know that there's like resources out there and that, you know, it's, it's doable. It feels not as daunting of a task, which is good. So I'm so thankful that you're sharing, you know, your experience with that, because I think that that will be very like, uh, you know, a positive thing for people to maybe have a little bit of encouragement that they can kind of get started on that too. Um, when you, yeah. So for, you know, for optometry, like let's brainstorm a little bit. So maybe somebody wants to kind of do e-commerce, e-commerce in their practice, you know, initially, like, what are some, what are some ideas? Like, how can they incorporate that in? What do you think? Yeah. So, I mean, I think this is a great way to get another stream of revenue into your office and what a better time than now when you're not seeing as many patients or any patients really, um, to get it up and going. So basically I think of it as anything you have in your office, you probably could sell. So, um, look at even like if you have some extra discontinued frames or any of your frames that you wanted to sell, you could sell those tears, supplements, eye mask. So at one point I did like the analytics on like Bruder mask and the sort on Amazon and they sell a lot of those on Amazon. So I think that's something that you could really sell any kind of dry eye stuff. Um, anything that's helpful like that. And then, so if they know it's coming from an eye doctor's office, you already kind of have that, um, element of reputability. So, um, I just would say, just look at inventory that you already have in your office and get that up and going first. It's a good place right. to start. Yeah, I think I think that's really good. Any kind of add-ons that you're currently selling, lens cleaner, lens cloth, just 
put it on an e-commerce store, you know, of course you want people to come into your business, right? I mean, I, I get, you know, the, the background and the theories behind that, but in a time like COVID, you still want to be able to, you know, offer the products that you have. Um, and, and the world is changing, you know, it's, you know, people are looking for kind of simple, fast, minimal kind of people contact, um, buying experiences. And so I think, you know, for optometry, if you can think outside the box and maybe move in this direction, I think that it's a really cool, um, cool avenue to kind of, um, even diversify yourself, differentiate yourself, you know, within, within your kind of own region and your own kind of geographical location. Yeah. So I would say to that, like, so we don't even have to think like big picture here. So we could even think just servicing your patients, your existing customers by offering things that they would be coming in to buy and shipping it to their house. So they don't even have to leave their home. And you can even start with your own marketing email base, just sending out links because I find that having anything that you can have a link in, like direct clicked, click will sell so much better and quicker than having to like find things. So even just marketing it within your own um, patient base would be huge. And you would make a, a pretty good amount of money off of that in general. Because I started like when my business was like taking off, I had, I was basically selling through Instagram. I didn't have the shoppable post up. I had about 200 to 300 followers in the very beginning. Um, and they would have to like click on the link in the bio and then go to my store and search for what they wanted. And I was doing pretty good just that way. And off a small amount of people. So you don't even have to reach the masses is what I'm getting at. You can use your own patient base and start there. And I think you would do really well with it. Yeah, I think that's a good point. It doesn't have to be this big grandiose. You already have customers. You already have patients you know, it's, you don't have to kind of do this big overall. You just need to do it in a, in a little different way. I think that that's a really good, that's a really good point. So let's say, you know, we're, you know, I, as a practice owner, I'm interested in doing this and incorporating this into my practice or even like a side hustle. Um, how do I get started? Like walk me through the process. Like how do I even begin other than, you know, identifying like what platform to use? Yeah. So after you have the platform identified, I had already bought domain names. Um, I bought them through GoDaddy. I have like several because I have different business ideas swirling around in my mind and you can buy them cheaper in bulk and I buy them for like years out. So I already have my domain name through there through them and I have several different variations of the name. And so you just transfer the domain name to your platform. So that's you know, what you do very first to get started. Um, and you can even like, if, they, if the one you have is taken, you can bid on them. Now they get really expensive when you bid on them because somebody wants to make money off of what they already own. But um, you can probably find your name or something similar. And then, so you just build out a little website and it's kind of all done for you in a way. Like it's a platform that already has like templates and you just kind of make it how you want it. You have to put in the wording and stuff. So building it out does take a little bit of time. It's like building out a brochure or anything else or a Facebook page. You got to put some content to it. Um, and then taking good product photos. Your product photos are going to sell. So that's time consuming and the editing is huge. Um, I did buy a light box so I can take those good um, white background photos um, without yeah. shadows and stuff. Um so simple items that you need is like a label printer. I went ahead and got one, and this is kind of 
the nitty gritty, but I got one that was already like cut out on a sticky. So you don't have to cut anything. Um, just make it simple. Just peel it off, put it on the package. Um, shipping materials, just to kind of sourcing those and figuring out which sizes you need and how to make it the cheapest for shipping. Um, which I should also mention that Shopify gives you discounts on shipping, which was huge. Save like 75 cents to a dollar per um, item. So, I mean, that adds up. It's a lot of money you save just going through their portal versus going like directly to UPS or the USPS. Um, you know, you measuring tape and a scale to weigh the items and a good camera. So I've been using my iPhone camera. Um, you know, I probably could invest in something more, but I'm not going to do that right now because <laughs> everything's slowed yeah. down. But um, iPhone camera works great. It's just got to edit it and brighten up the pictures. Um, but, yeah, it's just kind of like if you have a, a list, uh, like just a to-do list and just do it one at a time, it's really not that hard to get it up and going. And it's yeah. like you just follow the steps and just fill in the blanks basically and right. put the product up there. So, And some of it's trial and error, but um, – it's just kind of like making a fancy Facebook profile, but you're selling it. <laughs> yeah. So on on the shipping, because I know that um, sometimes that can almost be like, if, especially if you're shipping all over the country or possibly even internationally, mm-hmm. and maybe it's not as much of an issue if it's you know within kind of your own state or kind of geographic area. But how do you like how do you decide kind of a shipping rate? Yes. So. Um, I looked at what it would cost from, I'm in Georgia, so from Georgia to California, the most expensive for my average rate, and then I put like a flat rate shipping on that. So basically my shipping charge, because I'm selling like small, small items, like earrings, jewelry, small accessories, um, my shipping charge is like at $3.95, and my average shipping price, like I think it's like $3.21 to send to California. And then in that, like my package is sixty cents. Um, the boxes, I think, are another sixty-ish cents, something like that. So I don't make any money off the shipping. It really does cover the cost or most of it. Um, so yeah. And then Shopify, you put in the weight of the item, and so if it goes over, I have like a setting that makes it charge more for shipping if the weight would go over that that minimum. So it, it is pretty seamless. Right now, I haven't really gotten had per se on um shipping costs it's pretty well got it pretty close right no that's good so you know more logistically so that's kind of how to get started so what does it look like on the back end you know you've you've built your shopify store you have the website you have a, a consumer that's purchased a good how i i'm assuming you get like an email notification like what does it look like kind of on the back end behind the scenes from point A to point B of how to how that process works. Yeah, so um, on my app, I have the notifications set on, and when my phone is on normal, it makes a really nice ching sound whenever I get a sell, <laughs> which is kind of fun. Even though That's it's just a problem. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, it's not like I'm, I'm really getting rich off of this or anything yet. Hopefully, maybe one day I don't know, but. Um, so it notifies me and I literally can do everything from the app. So I can even see like um, live views, like how many people are on my website right now, what time people are on, how many visitors per day. 
the app sounds like it's really helpful. So you get the notification through the app and then what are your next steps? So, um, I go into my orders and I pick what like shipping label I want to, um, buy. I can buy expediated or normal. And most of the time I just do normal unless the, the buyer, uh, had the preference of getting the expediated version. And then I just print the label and I grab the items and I put it in a little bubble wrap bag and, and I put a jewelry box in there with the jewelry in there and slap the label on it and put it out to the mailbox. Um, it's really not hard. And I tried to get the, uh, like the packing process pretty seamless so that I don't waste so much time. So I have all my stuff like inventoried and labeled because at first I was taking too much time, like just shipping the items out. And I, pretty much for the most part do it all myself except for like when I went out of town I had a college girl help me get the shipping done but um I do it all um I'm trying to think it's basically like it's just having systems in place and it becomes just a routine and you can do it all really quickly yeah I I think that's good and I I think with e-commerce you know you can kind of be like a you know like a smaller one-man show for now but even with practices like if you are already, you know, if your business is set up of already kind of doing those transactions, just like you said, you create a new system um, for your employees to kind of, you know, manage that aspect of it. And I, I think it would be easy to, fairly easy to incorporate in once you kind of get your system and your um, policies, you know, kind of in place. Yeah. And if you're on a larger scale, you can drop ship what you have a company holds your inventory and then they control all the shipping. So that's like next level, but they take a, a percentage or a flat fee. So for me, I don't know, my it didn't make necessarily a lot of sense to to have that kind of um, I guess third party business work with me right now. But maybe eventually it would be seamless. But I imagine like too for like optometry offices or individuals, you'd be doing it mostly yourself in the beginning, unless you're sending out hundreds of things a day. Um, but you know. Right. Pre-COVID life, I was not doing a hundred a day. Even at Christmas, maybe next year. Right, you have to dream big. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so you mentioned that there's there is a little bit of a cost with an e-commerce store. Are most platforms pretty comparable? What's kind of a range? Yeah. So. Um, I do think Squarespace was free, but then they don't have nearly as many features as like Shopify. So I think you really get your money's worth um, out of Shopify. Plus they, they negotiated discounted shipping for you. So you make your money back. Um, so it's like 30 something dollars a month, I believe. And I think I, I still have the lowest subscription. Um, I found like right now that's all I, I really need. I don't have to upgrade. When you upgrade, you get like uh, more user passwords um, and discounted shipping rates, I'm trying to think of what else. So there are more benefits to upgrading, but yeah, everything that I looked at was pretty comparable. Um, and I needed something affordable because like I said, in the beginning, I was wanting a, to, to create this where it would just pay for itself completely. And I didn't have to, um, go in the red at all. You know, of course I had to front some money for it, but it paid for itself within the first couple of weeks. Yeah, that's good. 
So once you have the store and you've kind of figured out the logistics and you're ready to kind of advertise it or market it, what are some tips that you have from your experience to kind of direct that traffic to your online store? Yeah. So um, right now, I all my traffic comes from Facebook and Instagram word of mouth um, kind of deal. So my goal during this um, COVID time is to look into SEO, so search engine optimization and Google ads. And then I'm also working on getting shoppable posts up on Instagram, which is a a huge process. It's not easy. You have to go through Facebook and link it all up. And um, it's kind of like a, a big hassle to get those little shopping bag icons on your Instagram posts. But, um, so I'm trying to branch out right now. My goal during this time is to see if like non eye related items sell good and doing that by getting traffic outside of the eye world, which I'm like basically heavily saturated. My my patient base or client base is all Mm -hmm. eye people right now. So I know just looking at like, you just have to navigate it and look at what you're selling and kind of move from there. There's tons of resources and even Shopify helps you with marketing. Right. So it depends what you're selling and what platform you use, how you're going to direct that traffic. That's good. So if, if we had to brainstorm a little bit, because we've talked about how maybe some current business owners could sell some products that they're already kind of selling, just kind of doing it in a different way. What about for, you know, some of the, some people out there that have maybe been furloughed or placed on unemployment, that they're not necessarily like a business owner or practice owner, but they're really looking at ways to make some other streams of income or revenue, or they're just trying to do something a little bit different through e-commerce. What are some just like big picture items? Because, you know, the purpose of these podcasts is to kind of, um, you know, to get people thinking to, for them to be helpful. So if we had to just kind of like brainstorm a little bit for people out there, like what are some ideas? Maybe it's not something that they would do, but it would just kind of like plant the seed that would lead to another idea, which would lead to another idea to just help, help people out there. You got any ideas? Yeah. So I would look at like Amazon bestseller, items or think about things that you're wanting to buy so one random thing like if you can get your hands on the inventory that's another thing right now inventory is kind of hard to source at the moment so it's a matter of um of getting it but um one random thing that was hard to find was hair clippers because everyone needs well men you know at least need their hair done more frequently than women right now and hair clippers were hard to find so just looking at like items that you would buy yourself. Um, but it doesn't even have to be, it can be electronics or even some of the big wholesale sites. They, um, they tell you what kind of things are selling. Uh, AirPod cases are big. Um, Apple watch bands, uh, any kind of electronic, um, accessories seem to be big. I haven't gotten into, into any of that. I've stayed in the accessory realm, but accessories are not selling right now, so it's not the smartest revenue maker. Um, so I would look at, at items that are relevant to your life right now. Yeah, I think that's a really good tip because I think sometimes, like obviously a large part of our market currently are, you know, I people, you know, people that are kind of in the I field or are other professionals 
but you can you can do things differently outside of like this industry to still have other you know other avenues of revenue or income and sometimes it's nice to do that to just kind of mix it up to have a you know a creative outlet in a different capacity um, but also then to just be in a little you know be in a different industry that potentially may not be affected so I think that those are are some really, really great ideas. I think now's the time to just get creative, right? Mm -hmm. If you've ever had kind of that idea that you thought would be cool, why not just take the time while we have it to explore it, kind of flush that idea out and possibly turn it into, into, you know, something that could help somebody else or could, you know, kind of supplement your income at home. So. And I think it's just finding like one or two items getting it up there and kind of seeing how it goes, seeing what your organic market is just right off the bat. And like if you're using like your email list, you can kind of pivot from there, like starting with like um, stuff that you sell in your office. And then even on Shopify, you they, they tell you what your clientele is searching for. So you can kind of get an idea too. And there's a lot of like apps that you can also look at what people search for that shop at your site. So it's just kind of being smart and using the analytics and dashboards that are available and kind of pivoting from there. Yeah, that's good. That's good advice. One of um, my first also- items was a green dress. I'm like, <laughs> my clients, my customers are searching for just like random green dress. All right, cool. But I, I don't yeah. know how I would sell a market to that. And then like another thing was like tennis shoes. Like I forget it was like a specific one I hadn't heard of before. And I was like, Hmm, it's interesting. Just some random things, but I guess it's what people look for online. It's random stuff. That's true. That is true. Uh, So as far as resources or tutorials, you know, kind of right now, a lot of, there's a lot of free webinars out there, right. During the time of, of COVID. So I know like Nikon is even doing um, a photography series where they have 10 different classes to kind of just, you know, if you wanted to learn about photography to photograph your items, like you could do that at no expense. Um, have you seen any other resources out there? It sounds like Shopify has a lot of good tutorials. Um, but what, you know, any, any kind of a resource that you could direct somebody to that if they wanted to learn more or kind of see it more like of a hands-on approach, where could people go? Yes, there are a lot of um, podcasts and there's Instagrammers that um, have resources on e-commerce. But I don't know, part of me is a little leery. Like you're just going to some random person. You have to like kind of um, gain some like trust in their platform because everyone's like, ooh, I made, you know, eight figures or whatever, millions of dollars in six months selling this. You're kind of like skeptical because, I mean, I didn't see those kind of numbers or anywhere near it. But um, that's why I've kind of liked like the the Shopify um, tutorials. Like really, I mean, honestly, they have so many. I was watching one the other day of a guy that sold a specific type of beef jerky that's native to like South Africa. And he made $100,000 in the first, I forget however many months. Um, and then he was hired on by Shopify to like tell people how he does it. So it has a little bit more of... Um, a better reputation to it, I think, when it comes from something that's back that you know. But um, I mean, I've seen different podcasters and uh, people that are doing Instagram stories and stuff, like kind of showing the steps. But I feel like sometimes you have to take those with a grain of salt because um, they're not verified, I guess. And the ones that come through Shopify are verified; they know their numbers. Um, yeah. 
So I, I mean, I sound like I'm sponsored by Shopify. I really am not. I just really have been satisfied with um, their products and their help that's available. Yeah. I, I think that's just good advice in general. You know, we're clinicians, we're scientists at heart. And so, you know, we, we are taught to really, you know, like check the research, right? Like when you read a journal article, is it peer reviewed? Like, has it been vetted? And I think that you should take that approach to, you know, to anything. Of course, know that experts, you know, you should always question them, like, where are they getting their information? But they're, you know, in the days of social media, there are so many quote unquote experts out there. And while it's great to hear their personal stories, you know, you, you almost have to kind of, you know, look at several, several different people. Don't just take one person as like, you know, the end all be all, um, listen to their experiences and then make sure they're like real people that are talking about like their real experiences and not just trying to, you know, inflate it or inflate their numbers for the sake of, you know, trying to sell you something. Yeah, exactly. Some good advice. Yeah. Well, any, any last, um, words of wisdom to people out there that are interested in, in e-commerce? Yes. I would say like, even if you have an inkling of desire to have an e-commerce platform, go for it. Don't be scared. You can start it out with just a couple hundred dollars and get started right away. Um, and then you'll more than likely make your money back. Um, if you're marketing it correctly, or even just have a small, small clientele, you don't need many people. Um, and then I'd also like to offer, like, if you are interested in it and you have questions, like, feel free to come to me to, you know, ask your questions. I had somebody that helped me along the way. So I'm more than happy to help best I can, um, kind of get you started. And I think that it's something that's very doable for anyone. And it's kind of the way things are moving towards now. I think that's good. If people wanted to find you personally on Instagram, what's your handle? So I am Dr. Keeley on Instagram. That's D-R period K-E-Y-L-E-E. Or my shop is um, at Keyoptique, K-E-Y-O-P-T-I-Q-U-E. So you can find all of my stuff there all linked up. But um, yeah, reach out anytime and I'd love to have a conversation with anyone. That's awesome. And I think that goes for, you know, all of us at Bold and Bright Eyed. Um, I myself, I'm on Instagram and Dr. Kendall Bott's also on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram handle is at Jessalyn Quint. So J-E-S-S-I-L-I-N-Q-U-I-N-T. And Kendall's um, Instagram handle is at Life After Wife. So if you have any questions about anything that's covered in bold or bright eyed, any of the three of us would be more than willing to, um, you know, help you in any way that we can. Um, well, that wraps up today's episode. Thank you so much, um, Dr. Brown Keeley, for being here, sharing your knowledge with us. It was absolutely awesome. I feel like I learned so much. I'm sure everybody listening out there learned as well. If you want to stay um, in tune with what's happening with Bold and Bright Eyed, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Bold and Bright Eyed. Um, we'll, we'll give you daily tips, weekly tips, um, as also talk about and give you update notices of when the next podcast episode will air. So until then, thank you so much for listening and stay healthy. Stay healthy.